Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Tuesday, the day after Monday. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio, ninety two seven WFB. You, you got to emphasize me. that, you know, because a lot of people hate Mondays. But you know, I'm just trying to give them a little bit of positivity, mm-hmm. a, little, a little fact, a little nugget for them to say, "Hey, it's not Monday anymore." You got to remember, I'm a guy that hates Tuesdays. To me, this is the worst day of the week. So then maybe tomorrow you could just clear everything up for everyone and say two days after Monday, two days. one day after Tuesday, and yeah. two days away from Friday. If you don't mind <laughs> just clearing everything up. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. I'll make sure to do that. Uh, we've been talking about the Ticks having great topics, talking about great video game teams. And uh, Hornets Andy hit me with the game day. Terrell Davis on game day 98-99. He said, turn off the injuries. Uh, and then I responded to it. And he said, so many controllers broken. I can... Uh, relate to that as well, but game day was fire, and that was back in the day when Madden had to come with the heat because of all the competition out there, and I think it was the worst thing, and I'm going to get like Fiddy and talking absolutes. It was the worst thing for the video game industry ever when Madden got that exclusive contract with EA Sports, man, because now they just put out dog crap and um, Damn. no competition. Yeah, they're terrible, man. You watch, I watch a lot of videos. I watch a lot of videos about Madden and how bad it is now. I do like to watch the tournaments just for the competition yeah. aspect. But as far as just the quality of the game, no, man. Back when they had competition, they had to come with fire. So. Yeah, let's let's uh, go to some of the other text messages. The question was, your favorite niche, niche, I don't know what. I, I It varies wherever I want to roll with teams and video game history that you would roll with 980 said the 04 Pistons team on NBA live see they won the championship that year but you didn't know they were going to win so I hear you on that that was still a lot of fun to play when you were playing with that squad yeah. 980 said the Miami Heat 1995 NBA live team yeah so man that would have been like that would have been Glenn Rice right before I think it was Ronnie Cycli and all those guys yeah Glenn it'd been, Rice and them it'd been it'd, you know how like it'll be 95 mm-hmm. it's the 94 squad mm-hmm. so maybe that was right before Glenn Rice, um, so that would have been uh, a tough call there. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Sean the Tar Heel fan, 92, 93 Hornets in 2K. So you have that one as Would the Houston well. Rockets count on NBA Live 95 because they were the champions at that time, but still, that's not a team that a lot of people look to as one of the greats, but they were so nasty with uh, oh, yeah. Gisele and, uh, oh, and the Bucks with the big three. One of the first real big threes with Big Dog. Uh, Ray Allen and Cassell, they okay. were a, a good little squad. Ben Baker. Yeah, the problem with that team is they're the team that knocked out the Hornets and oh, the furthest yeah. point they ever got to the postseason. <laughs> so it was tough to see. Last one, though, the, the point you're making, is it random enough, right? Like, is it just going enough to yeah. the favorite championship team? But I think that case can be made for the 03 Panthers. My brother, 
who grew up in Indianapolis, didn't really have any affiliation with the Panthers, loved playing with the Panthers, though, because they had Steven Davis. Remember, this is before they would win the Super Bowl, right? So it had mm-hmm. been that season, but loved playing with Steven Davis. You had Steve Smith. You had Moose on the outside. Yeah. So those were some good – they were a fun football team to play with. And Jake DeLome wasn't a bad enough quarterback to just completely tank your offense, right? Like good yeah. enough to play with video game-wise. So that was a fun team to play with even before they got to the and Super And I Bowl. guess some love to your Pacers, too. They were a fun team to play yeah. with back then with the Reggie. Miller, the Davis boys, Rick Smith. So uh, they have some good teams too. But now it is time for the campus corner. All right, folks. Uh, a lot has been made of the South Carolina Gamecocks and the loss that they took to the Florida Gators, dropping them to two and four. They had the lead. They were up by 10. And then the Gators came storming back. South Carolina came into the game ranked 118th out of 130 FBS schools in total defense almost 40 more yards per game than last year and almost 100 yards more than Beamer's first year in 2021. They've got some tough games coming up. Opponents like Missouri, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Clemson still on the schedule and they are trying to become bowl eligible. But a lot of fans are online and when you look after the games, there's a lot of comparisons to Muschamp and all the flack he took and all the love that Shane Beamer gets. But now the record's pretty similar. Through their first 32 games, Shane Beamer was 17 or is 17 and 15. He has not beaten Missouri yet, who they will play on Saturday. Will Muschamp's first 32 games, he was 18 and 14 overall. Shane Beamer's 3 and 8 all-time versus ranked teams, and he is 10 and 4 coming off of losses. So the question is, the schedule's tough coming up. A 2 and 4 football team, bowl game looking probably not likely. And then also, like you said, with the comparison to Will Muschamp, do you think that Will's, I mean, uh, Frank Beamer's, Frank Beamer, Shane Beamer's seat is hot. And do you think the comparisons to Muschamp are fair? Could he be out or on his way out of Columbia? I don't think so this year. I think it's a little too early to panic about Shane Beamer or call for his job in question. He is coming off of an eight-win season last year. You provided yourself a cushion with those monster victories at the end of the season with Tennessee and with Clemson. There's no doubt about that. But as you say, they do have some tough opponents left on the schedule this upcoming weekend. They have Missouri on the road, 20th ranked Tigers back now into the fold after they got back on track after winning. That's going to be a tough game. But if they beat Missouri, then you set yourself up pretty nicely. Texas A&M, lots of people calling them frauds right now. So if you beat Texas A&M, then you have Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt in back-to-back games. So could you go on a four-game winning streak to just get rid of the bowl eligibility question before you even have Kentucky and Clemson on the other side? I think it's too early. The Will Muschamp stuff reminds me a little bit of the Mac Brown and Larry Fedora questions. Because remember when we would go back and say, well, Mac Brown's record at the beginning of his tenure is very comparable to what Larry Fedora did. Yeah, but then Larry Fedora fell off a freaking cliff, okay? And that's what happened with Mill Muschamp, too. And so if we are going to put emphasis on what happened in the second half of their coaching tenures at each of these universities, I don't think we're in Will Muschamp territory right now. We still have a lot of football. These are winnable games. It doesn't mean that they're cake. But this is winnable. This is a winnable schedule, in my opinion, for South Carolina. So I say we reassess this at the end of the season. I know people got mad at him not taking accountability. 
I'm not here to take his job away from him right now. I'm, I'm, we can have this conversation at the end of the season. Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting, too, I think he's okay for now. Two consecutive bowl games. He turned the program around from a 2-8 and eight campaign and much champs last year to 7-6 and six in his first year at the helm. As I've said, he's 1-1 one and one in bowl games, been to two bowl games. The 2-4 and four and 1-3 and three start in the SEC, I guess fans just expected more. Also, when you look at the fact of Spencer Rattler getting that caliber of quarterback at South Carolina has not been an easy task. And so once he's gone, I think that fans are definitely going to wonder uh, what that's going to look like if you can't land a quarterback the caliber of Spencer Rattler. Has a ginger wife also wrote in something Kyle brought up in the fishbowl when we were discussing this. Beamer is recruiting his ass off right now. So give it time if you're bringing in some talent and you wouldn't want to lose those recruits anyway. So it, yeah, I think it would have to be just a complete meltdown. I mean, just what, like a two and four record to finish out the year and then you're two wins shy of a bowl game. Yeah, and I think that would just be uh Cause to get up and turn the oven on. Yeah, well, 100%. No doubt about it. Yeah, all right. And so now when we look at the ACC for our weekly check-in there, and uh, yeah, the question is, could the second half of the ACC football season be pure chaos? Because right now you've got Florida State sitting there undefeated at 4-0 with some big matchups, starting with Duke coming to town this week. North Carolina's 3-0. Duke is 2-0. Louisville's 3-1. Georgia Tech's 2-1. Virginia Tech, we don't expect them to really get in the mix, but they're 2-1, and the Tigers of Clemson are 2-2. I mean, could this just down the stretch? You've got big matchups. All of these teams are going to play each other. We're looking at just one of the, the great finishes to a second half of ACC football because we remember people would always talk about the crazy coastal and how wild that would get. But it looks like the whole league this year is going to be wild coming down the stretches. There will be plenty of games to decide the fate of who will come to Charlotte to play in the ACC championship game. Well, and people are starting to put a little bit more respect on the ACC's name this year, as they should. Yes. I, I know Louisville suffered a defeat this past weekend. That was a bad loss to Pittsburgh, who had been struggling mightily so this entire year. But you still have four teams in the top 25 right now. Florida State and North Carolina, there is a legitimate conversation about them competing in the college football playoff. Florida State's just an outright favorite at this point to reach a top four. North Carolina, I don't think it's too early to be having that thought process. Duke, you and I both still love Duke, even without Riley Leonard, because that defense is so for real. It's been so hard to score on them. And Louisville is a fun enough team to where, I don't, you know, maybe they could still get to the ACC championship game if they don't allow that loss to have them lose two games in a row. We like Georgia Tech. We think Virginia Tech's on the rise. They're not yeah. going to do anything this year. Georgia Tech could nick somebody yeah. down the stretch, and I think that they will. Yeah, and even NC State's not going to be a walkover. So, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the ACC is going to be a lot of fun in the second half. The first half lived up to the hype. We talked about this conference ending in a better place than where they started. And here they are in the first half of the season, starting in a pretty good place. Really like the football that we've gotten this year. I was excited as hell for it. It's delivered. You got two ACC teams in the mix for the ultimate achievement. Yeah, man, there's some real chaos that absolutely. Yeah, and I, and the thing that brought about that question was just the pure shock of Pittsburgh knocking off yeah. Louisville on Saturday. Nobody saw that coming. And I think that's just the beginning of what we're going to see down the stretch. Joshua Marlowe, what do you think about the ACC and the finish that could be had? I, I, I think you got a chance to have a de facto playoff game in Charlotte uh, with Florida State and whoever 
emerges. I think North Carolina is starting to become that, that clear number two team. I think it's funny that in uh, offseason, that conference realignment dominated. And the Pac-12 got, you know, it came apart. It, look at the season they're having. We're all worried about the future of the ACC as a football conference. This was the type of year the ACC needed to have if it wants to have a staying power as a power conference in college sports. And so I think that's fun to watch because you've got you've got legitimately seven to eight really, really good football teams. And we haven't said that since the mid-2010s, maybe? That's an excellent point. The reason I w- I'm glad that you brought that up, though, you're right. The ACC overall has been a good football conference. But the teams that want to move from the ACC are also still the best teams in the ACC. So that actually probably hurts the ACC when you have Florida State finally contributing to some good play here. We don't, they don't have to rely on the, hey, do you remember when Jameis Winston won the championship? We deserve more thing anymore. They actually have a good squad being top four. And North Carolina, they sent out the email to everybody when they caught wind of NC State changing their mind, accepting Stanford and Cal, and they put out the warning shot. We don't think it'd be a very good idea. I've gone to this comparison a couple times. It's the dude hanging out behind the free throw line with Jalen Rose back up in Michigan saying, you might want to miss this free throw. Carolina sends the email out with their hands in their shirt pocket saying, you might not want to accept Stanford in California. (laughs) And yet they did it anyway. And now here's North Carolina with the possibility of having their best football season of all time. And even before this season, they still don't want those teams. So, yeah, it's an excellent point he brings up because now it's like, yeah, the ACC overall good football conference this year. But Florida State and North Carolina contributing in bigger ways than they had the last five years or so. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And so, as I said, there are going to be plenty of games that are going to decide the fate of this conference coming down the stretch. Can't wait for them uh, starting this weekend. It's getting real serious in ACC country.